Hello again. Hi, everybody out there in the garden. Wow. Yeah, I was hoping there would be a lot of you here today. And I see that God did not let us meet down. No, he brought you from all over the world. And boy, do we need help. I just listened to the news today about what's going on outside of the garden. It's a mess. This world just is a mess. And yet our spirits that are here in the garden, we're at peace with each other. We're at peace with nature. There's something different when you're in the presence of the Lord and you are in his kingdom spiritually. Most of the world, their spirits, serve this other king called the kingdom of darkness named Satan. Yeah. And he is causing so much death and heartache. Yeah, it's horrible. But God works through that sometimes. Other times, if you look at history, he just lets it go. He lets man destroy man. Nations attack nations. Kill people. Kill babies. Destroy nature. He just lets it happen. Because really, he is not in control down here. He gave that to man. Yeah. And we're going to be studying that in this lesson. The forever person. We are going to be studying how God gave the leadership, management, shepherding, rulership, and kingship to the spirit. That's all of you guys. Inside a dirt earthen body to manage. Back in the scripture, the very beginning, it's called Genesis 1, 26 through 28. God gave to mankind, humanity, to the spirit inside, the government we were to have for ourselves and bring out of our spirit and bring out of our soul and to have on planet earth. That got all messed up in a few scriptures later. But right now we are beginning this new lesson of the forever person. Yeah. We're trying to understand, are we a who or just a what? And if we are a who, who are we? Who are you wonderful spiritual beings out there? Do you have an identity? What's your purpose? Who created you? How did you get into the human body to begin with? Why did you need to have a humus dirt body? Why weren't you just like other spiritual beings, if that's what you are? Or maybe you're just a what? Just a creation that over time and chance you just evolved out of an animal. Some say you're just the... Results of mutation, evolution. And that your ancestors used to be apes and monkeys and gorillas. Is that who you are? You look around the garden. Now you can see some apes and gorillas and monkeys. Do they look like you? Do you look like them? Well, that is what the forever person, this lesson, is going to start getting into. But what do we always do even here in the garden, before we begin. 
pray. That's right. Would anybody like to start off with prayer? Is there someone who would like to speak? Okay. You go right ahead. We'll all bow our heads. And when you get finished, I'll complete it. You go right ahead. Wonderful. That was right to the point. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your work you are doing here on planet Earth with these precious spiritual beings that you have brought and drawn to yourself here in the garden, to your very presence, for you through your Holy Spirit and your words of spirit and life to teach them. Father, they know that they don't know much. They don't know where they came from, who they really are. They don't have an understanding of their beginnings, even what happened to them. They don't have much knowledge and ideas and concepts, truths about themselves, about others, and about you. So help us, Father, through your wonderful teacher, the governor of the kingdom of heaven, the Holy Spirit. Help him, Father, to give us your words of spirit and life, to bring enlightened revelations to these precious spirits that you have drawn here to the garden, to sit in this class, class number three of the forever person. And we thank you, Father, for all you're doing to help us because we are a mess and we need lots of revelation and light and truth. We need to be completely transformed and birthed anew. So help us, Father, inside of our spirits. And when we get back to our physical bodies, help our soul to have this knowledge itself. And begin its own transformation from what it is to what it's supposed to be. The true and righteous helpmate. Not the helpmate that we see now in the world of the spirit and of the kingdom of darkness. But a helpmate to you and the kingdom of heaven on earth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the Son and Lord of, of the kingdom of heaven, who died on a cross to save all of us, to birth us new, to bring us to the Holy Spirit, to bring us to you, to wash us clean all of our sin of trespassing through Adam. We thank you, Father. In his name, in your name, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, the God Almighty, the great I am, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, in lesson number two, we had just started defining through Webster's Dictionary what the word spirit meant. And we were learning that it was a uh, an intelligent thing, it was immortal, it had an essence, and it would bring dirt, natural things, to life. We'd even discussed about the silver cord. Do you remember that there is a cord attached from the spirit down through the soul to the physical body? 
It's called a silver cord in the Bible. And when, as long as that is still attached, not broken or cut, the spirit stays in the body. It is not free to depart completely. Oh, it can move around. It's got a long extension cord to it. But once that is cut and broken, the spirit has to leave. And it returns to where it's supposed to go, we hope. Also, it's called the cistern. There's a bowl, the body of flesh. As long as it stays healthy enough where it is not so diseased, blown apart, cut, destroyed, the spirit will stay also. But once the physical body is destroyed in any way, the spirit has to leave. So those are telling us that there is a being inside of us that's here in the garden. When you get back in your body, you may not have any recollection, any awareness that you have a spirit. This one lady I was helping years ago, she was basically a flesh creature. Everything she did, all her prayers, all her, was out of her soul. I asked her to pray to God to find out the condition of her spirit. She was told her spirit had been asleep all her life. Because what had happened when she was a young girl, she was to have some kind of surgery. And they told her to go to sleep. They were going to do whatever it was. So her spirit got covered in a blanket, like in when you go into a hospital or you're sick and you're wrapped up in a blanket. Her spirit went to sleep and it had been asleep her whole life. This lady was in her 60s now. Her spirit had not gotten any information. Even though the lady had watched lots of Christian television, had read the Bible, and been to church. It was all knowledge for the soul that thought it was all foolishness. It was just her opinions. Her spirit had not gotten anything. So I told her to go wake her spirit up. Go take the blanket off and call her awake, pray, and have her woken up. She did that. And she realized her spirit was just a baby. It had no knowledge. The only knowledge that she had was all religion for the flesh. Religion for the soul. She used to go around and say, I don't have to have God tell me what to do. When I see somebody and I my uh, see a need that they have, I just feel the need. And the little bit that I knew about her is she was lonely. She had been married. She got divorced because he got into homosexuality and other things. She got into lesbianism. She had this spirit about her that she wanted a relationship and she wanted to be loved, and she wanted to help. And so along the line with all the people I saw her working with, she kept trying to become a husband to a lot of them, become the caretaker of them, do a lot of things for them. She always needed needy people to need her. And then her soul would feel like she was doing 
God's work. But she became very controlling. She was happy, but then after a while, she'd get stressed. She got caught one time by one lady because the lady called me and wanted to know what is going on. This lady wants to move in with me. She wants to have a different relationship with me, wants to go on vacations with me. So <clears throat> I had to intervene in that relationship. But this lady was all in the soul. She had no clue that she had a spirit, that her spirit was asleep, that it was not learning. She would just watch movies to be entertained in her soul. So I took her some movies, and we would go almost frame by frame. I would stop it say, there's the relationship, the spiritual knowledge, the light behind that movie. And she was amazed to see the amount of spiritual revelations that was in a movie that she thought was just entertaining. Because her life was, I just want to be entertained. I'm not happy. I just want to be feeling happy. I just want to be entertained. That was the soul. So she was very difficult to work with and to get her into the spirit. Everything was in the flesh. She'd had physical problems her whole life. She was controlled and she was under bondage to her biological body that had problems. She was in bondage and oppressed and yoked to her soul trying to get the soul's needs met, trying to appear loving, kind, and good. She really had no discipline in her life. She wanted to lose weight, but she wouldn't change her diet. She wouldn't work out. She wouldn't go to the gym. She wanted to get experience helping people. She wouldn't go and volunteer. I had to force her to do things. She was lonely while there was plenty of Bible studies with women. During the week at church, she didn't want to go. She wanted to just sit at home with her knees up doing what she wanted to do. And so that was a case of she was not in touch with herself spiritually. She knew nothing about her spirit, nothing. She had no teaching from the churches she went to, from, even from reading the Bible, she didn't get the spiritual revelations. She didn't have a mentor, a teacher, and a shepherd in her life to help her, to correct her, to challenge her, to question what she's doing. A shepherd has to make sure you're always going in the right direction. That you're doing what God tells you to do. Pastor Deborah does that a lot with people that she is the shepherd over. They want to do something. They want somebody to be involved with them in a ministry. I said, did, did you pray to God? Did God bring this person? What does he have to say? In another lesson about a pastor who believed people learn through laughter. So I asked him, who taught you that? Did God teach you that? Did God tell you through his word, through Jesus Christ, as an example, 
as Paul, that that is how he taught people through laughter, through telling jokes, being silly and goofy. Where'd you learn that? What is your source? That's the role of a shepherd and a teacher to help you. So in the forever person, we're just going to start exploring these two concepts that are out here, these two ideas. First, we have to figure out who or what are you? Anybody? You're a spirit. That's right. I live in, yes, you live in the spirit realm. That's wonderful. You're eternal. That's right. You can't die. That's right. You can be separated, though, from the garden, as most of you have been. And that is sort of a form of death. Death means separation, alienation, not together with something. That's right. You guys are learning. Wonderful. Now we're going to pick up in lesson number three. And I've given it a title. It's called, let me look here at my notes. A Designer versus Chance. Yeah. We're going to be getting into this. Because out in the world beyond the spirit, there are competing theories. Also in the realm of the spirit, there are competing theories of your source. Yeah. There are two fathers that claim you. There are two sets of DNA that formed you. You might have, there are two images and two likenesses in the spirit realm. That's right. There are two mothers. And if you don't know where you came from, because here's how it worked. You originally came from one father and mother from their DNA, their image and likeness. Well, through a decision made by one of the our ancient, ancient ancestor, man inside of dirt called Adam, his decision to follow his wife, woman, and eat of a tree that he wasn't supposed to eat from some fruit called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He was told, commanded, if he ate from that, he would surely die. And die he did. The he that he was, with all the sperm inside of him, and the womb man, the woman, with all the eggs, all of humanity inside of her, were all changed. The Holy Spirit left. The light was gone. The image and the likeness of their original father and mother was gone. And a new father came in and got implanted in them through this act of disobedience. His nature, his image, his likeness, all inside of the spirit being called man, like all of you, inside of their dirt bodies, inside the sperm and the eggs. Mm -hmm. It's a mess. Now, I didn't catch this creator designer off guard. He had a plan. 
But it happened too soon in this child's life. It happened in the garden. All the creatures saw it. They remember that day. They all became frightened. Lightning and storms came into the presence of God. God had to kill one of them. For your sakes, you are now naked before this beautiful God. You are now filled with violence in your heart. You are a traitor to him. You had lost the Holy Spirit. So he killed one of the precious little ones, covered you in his skin, and kicked mankind out of the garden. He had to clean up in here because this adversary of God came inside a serpent and spoke to woman, convinced her, got her lust of her eyes, lust of her flesh, and the pride of life to come alive, to be fueled by coveting and lusting and pride. And that serpent lost its legs, and Satan was kicked out of this place. Mankind was kicked out. You have not been back to the garden since then. That's why it's also strange for you to see living flowers and the sweet fragrance of the flowers and the peace. This is what humanity lost, what the forever person lost. But before we get much deeper into that, let's get into this lesson, number three. We're all believing now, most of us, that the forever person is a spirit being in the unseen realm. Now, this spirit, is it a who or a what? Would you say an animal is a who or a what? Okay. So we have to kind of get some definitions and so it'll help us. So where did you come from spiritually? This part of you, the forever person. How did you get created? Anybody know? I see all those heads shaking. No, we don't know. Well, that's what we're going to help you learn about. There are two theories outside of the garden in the world. Many of you learned it in school. It's called the creative designer or intelligent designer versus the theory of evolution. Have anybody heard of that? You have, okay. In the intelligent designer, it states that a God, a creator, created you. Yeah, you. And put you inside of the dirt body. We're going to work through all that creation because you have to learn the two competing concepts so you can decide freely what is the truth about you and all of humanity. So the theory of evolution came about through a man called Charles Darwin. He was a scientist studying life and creatures. And he was trying to figure out how did all the life forms 
all the animals and reptiles. How did they get formed? And he came up with some theories, which means it's a hypothesis, which means it's a probability, but I don't have any proof of it yet. It's sort of a guess, but they call it a theory. He said, I know. There was originally a lot of water on this planet, some goo, and creatures got formed in it at some level, miraculously. That whatever they were formed of came down on a meteorite, a comet. And after so long, time and chance, survival of the fittest, these mutations changed. Fish came out. Other amphibious things that lived in the water came out. And then they lived for a long, long time doing their thing, time and chance, survival of the fittest, and then one of them crawled out, came out of the water onto the land. Said, hey, okay, I can breathe this air. I don't have to breathe the water to get the oxygen. And then more came out. And then they changed, and they were reptiles. And somehow from that, we got to the dinosaurs, those big creatures. They're all over the world. Yeah. And in the waters, there were big whales and creatures and small ones. And there was seashells. And But he couldn't quite figure out how come from one thing, a seashell might come, a scallop might come, a shrimp might come, or a gigantic whale. He just thought it was time, chance, and survival of the fittest mutations occurring and new creatures and new life forms were created so out of the water came something then came the dinosaurs and then the, the science tells us something happened that wiped out all the dinosaurs and the plants of that time there were no mammals. They were all reptiles, which means they were cold-blooded. They needed the sun to shine on. To have babies, they laid eggs. Where a mammal births live young. Okay? So what happened was, I don't even know when this theory of evolution and Charles Darwin came about. But what it was trying to do was to have an explanation for all of life that you could see. The trees, the animals, the fish, all of the different species of reptiles. How did they get here? He wasn't even talking about the human until a little bit later. He eventually said that a human, that other part of you, with that when your spirit that you say you are, gets back in your body. That dirt part of you, with its deep subconscious, all of its chemicals and electrical, its eyes and ears, its hands, all of that was a mutation, had evolved from monkeys, gorillas, apes, throughout time, and eventually they stood up, and through more time and chance and mutations, certain things in the the genes just died away and other things got created. And that's where your physical body came from. It was evolved 
He called it evolution from apes, monkeys, and that's where you came from. That's what he believed. Okay? And no, I'm not calling you a monkey. No, I'm not calling you an ape. But that's his theory, Charles Darwin's theory. And he put it in the science books because he was a scientist. And he calls it a theory. That means it's not a proven fact. They have some anthropologists and doctors, and they are looking to find this link from the, we call it the monkey, the ape man, so to speak, to a human. They have some they call Neanderthals. They think that might be it. They have different, because they get the bones and they then kind of design a face around it. But that is that theory that's out in the world that is competing, telling you who you are, what you are, and where you came from. Now, this is real vital when you get into helping people. In the mental health world, the people who become counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists, they are taught this theory of evolution, that through time and chance, through mutations, through survival of the fittest, you are basically just an animal. And how we help you to get over your problems is to train you like we would with an animal with pain or pleasure. Like they train a dog with food or punishment to get the behaviors changed. Because you're just an animal. They're called behavior therapists. They are there to change your behavior. And they believe you are just an animal from the theory of evolution. Okay? What? Uh, you're No, you're not an animal. Now, there are animals who are spirits. Yes. There are what you would call demonic spirits who have some weird, strange wonderful descriptions of their bodies as a spirit being. Some are just lights. Some are horses. Some are angelic hosts that can take on any form. Some of them are lights within lights. Some of them are wheels. Some of them are all kinds of animals. And then when they became perverted... And they got kicked out of the presence. Their spirits became evil and wicked. More animalistic than being oriented. Yeah. Now I want to take a little bit and tell you the other concept that's in the world. It's called the intelligent designer. The great creator. Where did that come from? came from the Holy Bible. And from there it talked about this God who created everything. 
Now that's the competing theory that you and the world have to understand. You won't hear much about the creative designer in your public school education. You won't hear much about it in church of religion or of any other faith. They really don't want you to know that because it is vital for you to understand how the world works. The world that's outside the garden, outside the presence of God, is a kingdom of ignorance that is run by the king, Satan, who wants to keep you in darkness, ignorant about the truth and spiritual light that he knows is true, but he doesn't want you to know it. Because if you know it, then he can't control you through his propaganda, his lies, bewitchment, his deceptions. And you will just grow up and believe that you are a what? An animal. We hear it sometimes when people act up. They go, you're acting just like a beast. You're just an animal. Because what we learn about humanity in its fallen state in the soul That's what it is. It's a beast. A lot of times you'll go, how could a human do this to another human? Child pornography, child abuse, killing animals, war and war, killing somebody because they don't believe in the same God that you do. Religious wars. That is not of the designer God of the spirit. So when you start looking at yourself and others, you have to first learn about you. So in this other competing theory about the forever person, you know, that part of you that's in the spirit, that's inside the dirt. And I want to take us through a little lesson, through the word of God, through the creative designer. So you can learn more about how you got here. So in the book of Genesis of the Holy Bible, we begin to learn about this creator, this designer, and to get how he created us and all of life. You will not get this in your public schools, your colleges, your universities. If you're a scientist in the world... You're only looking at the biological world. You do not have a belief yet in the spiritual realm. Did you know that right now a lot of people are discussing different viruses? Happens to be COVID right now. Mankind can manipulate bacteria, viruses to do all kinds of things. But they don't understand that there is another component to it. There's always going to be a spiritual connection behind the virus. What happened in the COVID, I asked God, where did this come from? He said he created the COVID. Humanity did a gain of function on it. They added things, souped or it up. Satan added some of his 
spiritual demonics to it. And a nation that has a dragon as their symbol. And hates God, any God, sent it out to do warfare and battle against humanity. Mm -hmm. So I learned you can have a natural thing. It can be in a laboratory, uh, increased to be a super bug. Things can be manipulated naturally in it. Spiritual things can be added to it. And it's like germ warfare, biological warfare. And that's what it was meant to do. This goes on with many things. Remember, it's always affecting the physical body of you. But there are also, as you will learn, there are also biological diseases and viruses and spiritual ones. That COVID, this virus, does not get to your spirit. But there is a spiritual COVID virus. A demonically created virus for the spirit. Because mm-hmm. that's a whole nother world with sicknesses and diseases and viruses. Yeah. So let's start looking at this one part of the theory. Not the one of evolution, but the one that there's a creator, designer. We're going to start in the Bible. Mm-hmm. We're going to start at the beginning. In Genesis. Genesis means the beginning. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That should be enough right there to tell you who created everything. How did it happen? It wasn't chance. It wasn't time. It wasn't something evolving. But there was an intelligent designer and creator named God. And the word God means self-sustaining one. And how it worked, if you go look at my uh, playlist called Story Time, you will see in it how God started working within himself. God was a creator. He was always thinking, developing, creating inside of him, in his thoughts, all of life. He had a big imagination. In him, before he started time, before there was a beginning, everything was in him. He had created the worlds, the creatures. He had done all of that inside of him. He alone was the creator. When he was ready to step out of his closet, as you'll learn in the Stories um, called story time. And he was going to step out and release out of him all this creation that had been in him, that he had created by his thoughts. Because he tells us later in a scripture, as you think in your heart, your mind, so are you. So he's creating. 
He gets himself ready with all the creation in him. And he starts breathing it out. And we learn in Genesis, the beginning. Did you know, later on in the Bible, we are told a story that this young Jesus was talking to some men. And they were saying, well, you know, this woman got caught in adultery. What should you do? And he says, now, wait a minute. Yes, your law said she should be stoned and so should he. But I'm going to tell you something now. If you even think in your mind and you look at her or that child or an object and you lust after it, you covet it, you want it, you desire it, in here you have already done it. Done. Created. You have it. Mm-hmm. If you go into the kingdom of darkness, you'll learn about this. How Satan had thoughts about overthrowing this God creator. God said, you've already overthrown me. So in God, he had already created through his thoughts, the images, everything was ready. And we learn here in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning of when he was going to bring this forth out. God created within himself, even you. Mm -hmm. Said he created the heaven and the earth. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go too far into this. We're going to pick up in lesson number four, work our way through Genesis. But I wanted to just sort of give you a beginning of the two theories. You have to know, how did you get here? Who you are? How were you created? How was the world created? How was the trees and the animals? Was it always like this? How did the dinosaurs get here? What happened to them? You need truth in your life. And in the world, we get science. It's good. It tells us a lot about the natural world. But it cannot help us to understand the forever person and the role the spirit has in the natural world and the purpose of the spirit for the natural world. So we'll get there. But let's finish up right here today. Anybody want to close out in prayer? Okay, that's all right. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now for all those that you have brought. We thank you for this teaching, this beginning lessons of the forever person, the two theories of creation, and that you are beginning to shine your light of truth into the spirit so it will know what the truth is. And then when it gets back to its body, it can tell its soul what wonderful things it has learned and it can start changing and transforming its own soul into a light of knowledge and truth from you. Help them, Father, to return safely. Help them, Father, to know the truth according to your word in the name of Jesus. All right. 
I will see you again in lesson number four. You can stay and enjoy the garden. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually and hear how she has helped people spiritually the Lord's way for many, many years. Come again. Watch another one. And we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments. And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at Agape Love is here dot org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.